It is time for Economy Tutor. We're going to get some analysis on some of the big economic issues of the past week. Joining us from Catholic University is economics professor Yang Jun-seok. Professor Yang, good morning to you. Morning. We are going to be right in your wheelhouse, which is uh, delving into export figures. And we've got some good news here. Pretty optimistic picture for the new year. So uh, just to give a broad overview of the numbers right now, February export uh, figures out uh, rising by 9.5% compared to the same February last year uh, to $44.8 billion U.S. dollars. This is the uh, second Um, which is second, the highest February export uh, figure ever next to 2012. Um, uh, More uh, credit to this uh, number is that per-day exports rose by 26%, reaching $2.3 billion, which is the highest February amount ever. Uh, Imports also rising by uh, $42.1 billion, indicating a very uh, significant uptick in overall economic activity. So again, in your wheelhouse with all these numbers, but also you are famously, well, maybe not <laughs> to me, you're famously also kind of the Korean um, Nouria Rubini, like Dr. Doom, whenever all these good <laughs> numbers come out to give us a word of caution. How do you see these numbers? Okay, well, they're good numbers. Okay, uh, It's especially good because, well, uh, there were fewer working days in February this year. Last year, Lunar New New Year fell in January, so you had more working days in February. But even though we had fewer working days, we had higher amount of exports. So that's very good news. Mm -hmm. Exports uh, increased, obviously, for semiconductors because it always does. But uh, for uh, 11 of the 15 major Korean export items rose. Uh, So it wasn't just semiconductors. Mm -hmm. Semiconductor exports rose by 13.2%. And analysts are very bullish on semiconductor Conductor exports this year, uh, believing that semiconductors are at the beginning of the uh, so-called super cycle, uh, where there are six to eleven quarters of growth, then four to five quarters of reduction. So most of the year and next year, uh, it'll probably be growing if yeah. the uh, super cycle idea is correct. Uh, but. Whether you believe in super cycles or not, major IT firms are currently engaged in large investments, so there are shortages of semiconductors and prices are rising. But more surprising is automobile exports, which grew by 47.0%. This two consecutive months of more than 40% growth after very disappointing exports during the uh, first half of last year. And rising oil prices led to higher value for petrochemical exports, 22.4% growth, uh, but sadly not for petroleum products, uh, which fell by 15.2%. But government emphasizes that this is the smallest decline since last April. And biohealth exports did amazingly well. It went up by 62.5%. And this was the 18th consecutive month of growth. It was led by things like... uh, Uh, COVID uh, diagnosis kits. And region-wise, Korean exports to major regions increased as well. And the optimistic interpretation of this is that global economy is on the way to a recovery. Uh, Exports to China rose by 26.5%, United States by 7.9%, EU by 48.2%. And Increases in imports are led by intermediate goods and capital goods, which uh, increased by 16.3% and 36.2% respectively. And the uh, largest increase in imports dealt with uh, intermediate goods and capital goods, which helps to make exports like automobiles 
and semiconductors. Right, and so there's going to be that corresponding uh, rise, certainly on those components, as uh, as you say, basically, um, companies here are churning out as much product as can be found, and it's just being bought up at this stage. So all looks very good. Professor Yang. But let's get the Dr. Doom numbers back in here again. Industrial production, that kind of came on the heels of the export numbers. That actually fell by 0.6%. What's going on there? Okay, well, uh, usually I... uh you, we start out with good news, and I tell the bad aspect right, of right, it. But right. here, it's the opposite. It's going uh, on the surface minus zero point six percent looks bad, yeah. but it, it's actually pretty good if you look at the uh, numbers inside. Hmm. Uh, first thing I got to mention, though, is that industrial production here is January numbers, not February numbers, because well, export and import numbers okay. are easier to get. Uh, so these, this is in January, um, and. Uh, as you just said, total production fell by 0.6%. Uh, if you go into a bit of a detail, uh, there was 1.6% decline for manufactured goods and 0.2% decline for services. But the important point here is that unlike the trade numbers where we talked about compared to last year's uh, February, this is compared to uh, December 2020. Uh, January, uh, how much it changed from December 2020 to January 2021. So getting to the good news, if you compare these numbers to January 2019, uh, sorry, 2020, January 2020, so if you're looking at January, uh, comparing January figures, then industrial production actually rose by 1.4%. And remember, last January was before Korea got hit by the coronavirus. So we're doing better than the period before the coronavirus. Manufacturing, again, if you compare January to January, it rose by 7.5%. And the major turnaround is probably can be attributed to automobile production uh, because automobile production rose by 12.8% compared to uh, December 2020. uh, And if you look at the January trade numbers, uh, ex- automobile exports had re- risen by 40.1%. So we can probably look forward to more automobile production growth in February as well when those numbers come out. On the other hand, services, uh, n- not only did the uh, numbers fall compared uh, to December, but also compared to last January. Mm. Uh, j- la- compared to last January, services uh, fell by 2.0%. Uh, and as expected, the decline took place mostly in areas where you would expect it to fall because of the coronavirus. Numbers of Areas affected is slightly different whether you, uh, if you're dep- uh, comparing it to last December or last year's January. Right. If you compare it to last December, arts, sports, and leisure industries, it fell by 15%. If you compare it to uh, January 2020, lodging and dining fell by 36.9%, which is the major area that was hit by the coronavirus, Mm. and transport and warehousing by 14.9%. But this decline in January to January figures were offset by increase in financial and uh, insurance industry, Probably because of the, all the uh, increase in stocks mm-hmm. and current mania over the stock market right now. Uh, so if you compare January to January, uh, financial and uh, insurance industry production or output uh, rose by 
20, uh, 23.6%. Mm. So uh, while you had individuals who were hurt, you had individuals who gained, and the overall services decline were not that great. Um, so while the numbers were not spectacular if you compare December to January, uh, if you compare last January to this January, then we did fairly well, especially considering the fact that last January we weren't hit by the coronavirus. Right. And this January, I think most people remember, it, it of course coincides with uh, Seolal, but also with that very extreme 1,000 uh, cases yeah. per day and level 2.5 um, social distancing schemes, which did curtail a lot of activity. Uh, so bodes well if we continue to improve on the pandemic. Front, uh, perhaps also for consumption as well. And uh, again, po- some positive signs here, a similar theme. It grew by 1.6% compared to December. Right. And that's comparing it to December to January. Retail sales increased by 1.6%. It was led by durables, things like compliances and electronics. Uh, sales for durables rose by 4.8%. Semi durables like clothes rose by 1.0%. Non-durables fell by minus 0.1%. But if you compare it to last January, retail sales as a total amount didn't really change much. The change was 0.0%. But if you look at the composition, then it's really interesting because durables like automobiles actually rose by 26.4% January to January. Uh, Whereas uh, semi-durables, fell by 12%, and non-durables fell by 6.7%. So one interpretation that you can have to these numbers is that uh, we've always talked about how coronavirus hit some people and did not hit some people. So for the people who did not get hit by the coronavirus, they have a lot of money that they're spending on things like automobiles, home appliances, whereas uh, people who were hit by the coronavirus, they're not spending very much. So that accounts for the reduction in semi-durables and durables, mm. uh, non-durables. And the uh, so uh, the uh, if you look at the point of sales, the uh, January numbers further reinforce the uh, trends that we've seen last year. Uh, the uh, sales at large markets, uh, supermarkets, department stores, duty-free uh, stores are declining, and the fall, uh, duty-free store sales fell by whopping 32.5%. And if you remember just two years ago, people were saying that if you get a license to establish duty-free stores, you'll get a, you're getting a license to print money, but that no longer seems to be true because all the international flights are now being can, uh, canceled or very limited. Uh, but still, uh, the, uh, if you look at online sales, uh, that seems to be uh, increasing as well. Sales without physical location uh, rose by 30.7%. Yeah, so most of this is fairly commonsensical in terms of where you see the dips and where you see the rises and then the reasons why are uh, about less than a minute. Any other noteworthy numbers you think we should uh, pay attention to? Okay, another optimistic number is business investment. It rose by 6.2%. And the uh, while the current business sentiment index fell slightly by 0.2 point, future business sentiment uh, index rose by 0.3%. The difference between the two is how they're experiencing now and what they expect for the future. So people are, while they might be going hardships right now, they are optimistic about fairly near future.
Yeah, I'm not uh, accustomed to this uh, version of Professor Yang Jun-suk. I haven't heard anything uh, in terms of uh, crises or uh, doom and gloom or anything. Well, that's what numbers tell us. Okay, well, good to hear. And I I guess uh, some good news for our listeners as well, that uh, at least with these current numbers in terms of exports, uh, things are looking up. Professor Yang, as always, thank you very much. Always appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. And that's going to do it for our show as well. Our producers are Kang Jin-soo and Kim Jae-san. Our writers are Anyu. Jung, Sung Eun-ji, and Song Yi-won. Coming up next is Life Abroad, hosted by Na Seung-yeon. Stay tuned for that. We are going to be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. for another edition of This Morning. Until then, please enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you again tomorrow. Until then, this has been Henry Shin. Goodbye.